1: Welcome into A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is Jack Gentry from the Tighten Up Podcast. We are A to Z Sports this morning. We got to thank our title sponsor BetMGM. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports get a risk free bet up to one thousand dollars. I got to also thank. The sponsors that make this thing work, which is our presenting sponsors, including Hughes and Coleman, the official official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans. So that's Hughes and Coleman right here in Middle Tennessee. The Bone and Joint Institute, don't fumble on your recovery. State-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin. Farnborough Health Plans, FBHP.com slash A to Z. Farnborough Health Plans, switch your health plan Today And Wilson County Hyundai, your perfect make and model, is right around the corner. A quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great Hyundai. So, Jack, let's officially start this show. And, you know, unfortunately, right before we popped on, heard some terrible news. And that is the passing of Mississippi State head football coach Mike Leach, the age of 61 he was in critical condition over the last 24 hours as he uh, apparently had a medical, uh, basically alert at his house, was in a, you know, a Mississippi hospital for the last uh, 24, a little over uh, 24 to 48 hours and has just passed away. And you know, I'd heard a lot of things, you know, from my friends in Mississippi and, you know, look, I talk a lot of bad things about Mississippi State because I went to Ole Miss, but this is one thing that. You know, I think we all can agree on is that Mike Leach uh, bettered the game of college football, and it's truly sad to hear of his passing. You know, he was so, and and you know he was such a ambassador of the game. He's such a funny guy. He had some so much comedic humor in the way that he went about things. And he honestly, you know, he he helped revol- revolutionize what college football was in the spread offense. At Texas Tech, that epic game with Michael Crabtree in Texas Tech uh, versus Texas, you know, back in the day, you know, Jack, first to kind of start out, you know, um, our condolences go out to all of Mike Leach uh, and his family and, you know, the Mississippi State faithful, because uh, this is something that, you know, is bigger than sports as Mike Leach passes away at the age of 61.
2: Yeah, this news flat out sucks, and I think everybody's kind of been preparing for it the last couple of days with the reports that have been coming out of Starkville and everything. But Mike Leach, I mean, he was a true gym in college football. He's 61 years old, like you mentioned, but he was always adapting. His open-mindedness, his his honesty, and really his humor, I think, kept college football fans wrapped around his finger for as long as he was in the game. I I mean, for him to be that old and still have, he's like a chameleon able to blend in with whatever culture he was bouncing to and whatever the game was evolving into while also being just true to himself. I'm going to miss Mike Leach. He's one of my favorite coaches, even though he did coach at Mississippi state for these last couple of years. I also went to Ole Miss, but Mike Leach, I mean, that's terrible news. It's some of the worst news you could wake up to. And, uh, yeah, just thinking about everybody in Starkville and thinking about the Leach family. This is this is
1: tough for college football. You know, you've got a heart when two Ole Miss guys are speaking this, you know, favorably about Mississippi State. And this is bigger than any any sport. My biggest and greatest memory: Austin and I actually interviewed Mike Leach. You remember he had that uh, that year before he went to Washington State. He actually lived down in Key West, Florida. He used to tell us stories about he'd ride his bike to the grocery store and put uh, grocery bags on on the handles. And you just, I've always visioned Mike Leach uh, uh, riding down Duval, if you've ever been down to, to Key West, which is one of my favorite places to go. I've been there the last couple of years. Uh, that was a great interview, and it's something that I'll always remember. And uh, I'm sure, you know, speaking for Austin, he'd, he'd say the same thing. It was a very cool experience to be able to interview uh, Mike Leach and uh, unfortunate set of circumstances that have just kind of, uh, you know, built up over the last just you know 24 to 48 hours. Mike Leach officially passes away at age 61. Uh, so wanted to start the show with that because that news is bigger than what we're going to talk about. But as we shift to Titans talk, as A to Z Sports, you know, rolls on in, into our first segment. Jack, you know, I haven't gotten an opportunity to talk to you. A lot has happened over the course of the last 10 to 12 days in in Titans land, right? You know, you get blown out by A.J. Brown and company in Philadelphia. You fire your general manager. Then there's all this speculation of what's going to happen. You know, you're at a crossroads. What's your crossroads? And then you host the Jacksonville Jaguars, a division rival who really have the only fighters chance to punch you out of the playoffs you win you completely take a stranglehold on the division you pretty much coast your way to another division title for the third straight year well that doesn't happen the Jags put it on you they win by multiple scores they put up 30 plus points you you have Evan Ingram that has over 160 yards receiving Trevor Lawrence has over 350 yards passing And the Titans are in a completely different state of affairs. Jack, what was your reaction of John Robinson's firing and all of the things that happened afterwards to this point here on Tuesday?
2: Well, I think like everybody, I was kind of shocked at the timing, right? It was right after A.J. Brown, you know, ran all over. I mean, yeah, I guess ran all over the Titans. Um, That move was curious because you would have thought Todd Downing would be the first to go. You would have thought Miss Amy would have handed out his pink slip before Robinson's even though Robinson didn't do anything on the deadline he sat on his hands he had a horrible draft trading away A.J. Brown and really these top draft picks that he's had over the last three years have failed to produce you know at really any level Caleb Farley Isaiah Wilson Dylan Raidens, all those guys come to mind um, it's that was surprising but firing your GM at this point in the season after the trade deadline after your free agent moves you know, you know in the offseason and really the, the cupboard is pretty bare when it comes to guys that are still available at this point in the season but you, you can live without a GM I don't think that John Robinson's firing should have negatively affected the Titans on the field like his job is pretty much do you done. think it did it, no no I don't I think the Titans just flat out got beat I mean they looked great for the first you know quarter of that game you can't turn the ball over against the Jaguars and they did that a handful of times it, it was sloppy football. They, they, they were moving the ball in the first half and then Todd Downing second half, you, you know, that's shown up all season long. It's an offense that hasn't been able to find its groove after that first drive. They're outscoring opponents in the first quarter, but after that it, it all goes to hell. I mean, it's, it's the same old, same old with, with the Titans. And it's, it's come to a point where you wonder if a change should have made earlier. And I know they had that bye week in week six, which we're going to get, I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, but it, there's no time like the present. And unfortunately, it seems like Mike Vrabel is, uh well, we'll just play the clip here soon.
1: Well, and and that's the clip you're alluding to is what we're going to play here right now as more people roll in. Don't forget to share the show and like this video and subscribe to our YouTube page as we want more people in here to have this conversation. So on the Mike Vrabel show on 104.5 The Zone every titans head coach has done this in uh, you know since they've been in nashville and mike vrabel talks to mike keith and mike keith actually talk takes you know user questions and so this particular titans fan question was posed to mike vrabel this is mike vrabel's response to said question
0: another twitter question you said in a recent press conference that you're open to the idea of things that need to be made in terms to improve the team so where are you currently in the idea of organization changes coaching changes uh we're we're not going to make any coaching changes uh during the season you know that's
3: those are things that i evaluate at the end of the season um you know i see uh, what's being taught you know i I have uh, the luxury of of going into each and every room. I I hear what's being coached. I hear the details. Um, I I hear the design of each and every play. Um, So that's, you know, that's not something that, you know, I'm going to be doing um, right now. Uh, But, again, we'll evaluate everything at the end of the season, um, you know, and go from there.
1: That's Mike Vrabel on 104.5 The Zone and Titans Radio last night. Uh, Wow. You Mm -hmm. have – Mike Vrabel saying some pretty strong words. Now, change has already occurred. Amy Adams-Strunk, she changed, right? She made John Robinson go away earlier last week. And now, I thought it was a solid question by the the user to, you know, and honestly, I give kudos to Mike Keith for, you know, he works for the team. He's a team guy. He's been, you know, play-by-play announcer since the inception. He didn't have to ask that question. But he did, and I'm glad that he did. And Vrabel answered it the way that he did. Now, here's the difference. What we and we'll play the clip one more time because our audience is growing, which is usually what happens as, as we get into these type of topics. Jack, I'm gonna show you two pictures, two pictures from Sunday's game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is a good representation. Of what the Titans fan base wants Mike Vrabel to change. There's the first picture. (laughs) Oh my God. There's the second picture. These are Titans fans going out of their way to find these are perfect. This is USA Today. I mean, these are professional photographers that are being essentially flagged down. One of them, I mean, he's looking directly into the camera. Fire Todd Downing. Todd Downing is the offensive coordinator from the Tennessee Titans, but Mike Vrabel just told us that he is not going to make any changes. What's your reaction to this of the strong statement that Mike Verbal said on Titans radio? I mean, this isn't one of those things. Look, I have in my mind what he could have said and maybe what he should have said, but he didn't say any of that. He said exactly what he said, which was, look, we're not going to make any changes to the coaching staff right now. How does that make you feel? He's dying on this Hill. And I mean, that's,
2: that's really all you can say. He's dying on the Hill. He's not making any changes. It's this, It's Mike Vrabel being stubborn and it's not always a bad thing when Vrabel is stubborn and sticks to his own ways and trusts his guns because he, you know, he's had so much success in Tennessee. Um, you know, he's seen a couple offensive coordinators get, get head coaching jobs. So, you know, it's right for him to trust his decision. However, that decision has proven to be a bad one. Todd Downing has cost this team many games He has thrown off the rhythm of this offense. The Titans offense, 29th in total offense, 29th in passing offense. They lead the league in three and outs. In the last five games, Derrick Henry's hit the century mark, that 100 yards, just one time. Derrick Henry can't get anything going. The The most glaring stat of all, which they showed in Sunday's broadcast, Derrick Henry hasn't scored a fourth quarter touchdown in 14 games now. The offense is broken. You're worried about setting it back by changing play callers by maybe going to Tim Kelly, going to somebody else in that coaching staff, that offensive coaching staff. The offense is already set back. It's at the back of the league. It can't get much worse than 29th in the NFL. I mean, you gotta you gotta make a change before it's too late. They didn't do that, and it's it's really cost him Rabels stubbornness, and you know it has cost him.
1: He's loyal, but. This time, he's loyal to a fault. Well, let's listen to this one more time, and then we're going to ask a question and get the chat involved. Here's Mike Vrabel on Titans Radio. Mike Keith asking a Titan fan question to the Titans head coach.
0: Another Twitter question. You said in a recent press conference that you're open to the idea of things that need to be made in terms to improve the team. So where are you currently in the idea of organization changes, coaching changes? uh we're we're not going to make any coaching changes uh during the season
3: you know that's those are things that I evaluate at the end of the season um you know I see uh, what's being taught you know I I have uh, the luxury of of going into each and every room I, I hear what's being coached I hear the details uh, I I hear the the d- design of each and every play um so that's you know that's not something that You know, I'm going to be doing um, right now. Uh, But again, we'll evaluate everything at the end of the season, um, you know, and go from there.
1: What's one word to describe Mike Vrabel's comments in season coaching changes or maybe lack thereof? One word in the comment section. All right. So get to the comments and pick your one word. That's one word that describes Mike Vrabel's comments in season. Coaching tra- changes. But first, I'm going to talk about. Well, you may have some uh, changes if you get into a car accident and you need somewhere to go. You need an injury lawyer. Well, that's Hughes and Coleman. They are trusted by the Tennessee Titans, the official injury lawyer of the Tennessee Titans. When you're injured in a car wreck and you need a team that will fight for you, just like the Titans sometimes fight on Sunday, well, call Hughes and Coleman. It is very, very simple. It's 800 800 that there is their number and you can call them look we accidents happen i've gotten into car accidents that have been my fault you know in my younger years and have not been my fault it just happens but if you get injured in one of those free case consultation from hughes and coleman the official injury lawyers of the tennessee titans call 800-800-4600
2: another way to make some cash not that uh that's really a way to make some cash. But, anyways, this is a bad segue. BetMGM, use promo code A to Z sports. That's A T O Z sports for a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. You got a sports book and you don't like it? It's too tough. It's hard to navigate. BetMGM lays it out as simple as possible. You're going to love it. New users, make sure you download that code A T O Z sports for a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. The Titans are three point dogs this week. They love that underdog role. Can they finally snap this three-game losing streak? Uh well, if you're worried about it, don't worry about losing the bet because it's all risk-free. Promo code A-T-O-Z-Sports on BetMGM.
1: All right. The question that we asked was, What is one word? We go back to our one word. And the reason why we do this is one of my you know favorite questions and favorite ways to do this is you sit here and There's so many different words that you can go with, right? I mean, there's just a plethora. And we've got these. I'm going to read these comments and see what the chat is saying. And there's some cuss words, so I'll try to to (laughs) go over those. Uh, Crazy from Sting to Poison. Incoherent from Will, Tennessee. SMH from Titans. Denial from Carlton. Bullheaded from Mark. Common from Titan Up. Stubborn. We got our first stubborn there from Brent. Malachi says loser. Gambler from Steven. Uh, stupid from Shannon. Typical from Eric. Stubborn. Another one from Randy. Uh, as they keep rolling in. Um, cancer coming in from Crazy. Uh, wow there from Asil One. Uh, contradiction from John. Uh, consistent from hot doobie uh, consistent so saying that Mike Vrabel is consistent in his message stuck from Kevin uh mediocrity from Sean informed from Sky you got trash skeptical pitiful insanity absurd from Franco big headed from Noah stubborn another one uh lee asks is bs one word we'll make it count for this lee we'll just throw it toss a hyphen in there and uh get the real world world uh brian says meh relationship from kendrick probably valuing too much of the relationship between downing and mike vrabel ultimatum from jamie irresponsible from isaac uh i like this word andrew andrew Look, I want really to get you the love of the show because I think this is the most eccentric from egocentric. Like, Andrew brings up the ego of Mike Vrabel, which, look, every head coach has an ego. So we're not sitting here and being like, wow, I can't believe Mike Vrabel has an ego. Every head coach in the NFL, that kind of gets you to leader leadership positions is your ego. I like that word by Andrew. Jack, what is one word to describe what Mike Vrabel said to Mike Keith in on Titans Radio on 104.5 The Zone when asked about potential coaching changes and Vrabel essentially said not going to happen this year. Surrender. I think Mike Vrabel is surrendering the season
2: uh, by sticking with a guy that you know is not working. This offense has showed no signs of progress and I understand that injuries have impacted the offensive line and The skill groups, not that they had much talent there anyways, but to commit to Todd Downing throughout the season after all of his mistakes on and off the field is, I mean, it's surrendering. You're waving the white flag. You're saying, you know what, we'll fix it next year. Well, problem is next year might be too late. Derek Henry's not getting any younger. Ryan Tannehill, you know, he's he's gotten banged up this season and you'd probably like to figure out the future past Tannehill sooner rather than later. It's it's just surrendering. I mean, the Titans had a Super Bowl window, and John Robinson is partly to blame for the Titans not getting where they need to be. But this sticking with Todd Downing, not just after last season, but up to this point in the season this year, that's why the week six bye week killed the Titans this year. Not only did they get banged up after the bye week, they don't have a week off late in the season to get some of these guys back, get these reinforcements. But when you have that week off late in the season, you know who you are, you know what you can do and what you can't do. That would be the perfect opportunity to switch play callers, to install a new system during that week off where everybody gets in, watches film, you know, gets acquainted with everybody. And it's, you really don't have to go too far off the branch. It's, it's just Mike Vrabel, by committing to Todd Downing, being stubborn, dying on this hill, he's simply surrendering. Say, we'll fix it next year. It's not good
1: enough. Yeah, I think that's a good word. I think we've had a lot of good words. You know, I also saw Malarkey in the comment section because of, you know, the stubbornness. Malarkey got fired for for not for refusing to change his coaching staff as that report came out when he was canned. Um mine is a little bit of delusional. I feel like he he doesn't under like Mike Vrabel. The, here. If you don't want to fire If you do not want to fire Todd Downing, you don't have to fire Todd Downing. That is your right as the head coach. But Jack, and Mike Vrabel dodged so many great questions that he, I mean, he was, bullets were flying in the press conference. He had to go up there and answer all of those questions for John Robinson's firing, not Amy Adams Strunk. And we sat there and we said that was foul on this show. But he went up there and did it. And we all actually kind of praised him. He did a pretty damn good job. These are some hard questions. He had some slip-ups, right, mm-hmm. of, of saying, hey, I may have not said that when he actually did say some things. But the bullets were flying, and I felt like he he came out of there injured but not dead, right? I mean, that that's that's how I felt about that press conference. So he's good at answering questions. This, I'm going to play this one more time. This is how he answered this question. And then I am going to tell you how he should have answered the question. He had so many great opportunities and he chose this.
0: Another one. Twitter question. you said in a recent press conference that you're open to the idea of things that need to be made in terms to improve the team. So where are you currently in the idea of organization changes, coaching changes? Uh, we're, we're not going to make any coaching changes
3: uh, during the season you know that's those are things that I evaluate at the end of the season um you know I see uh, what's being taught you know I I have uh, the luxury of of going into each and every room I I hear what's being coached I hear the details um I, I hear the the d- design of each and every play um so that's you know that's not something that you know I, I I'm going to be doing um Right now, uh, but again, we'll evaluate everything at the end of the season um, you know, and go from there.
1: Wrong. You're hearing, coach, but you're obviously not watching. And you are watching because you're at the game, you're at football, coach. But it's not about what you hear. It's about what you see. And what you see on the field is a dreadful offense and a team that is at a car- crossroads, as he stated, And they've gone the wrong direction. Mike Vrabel should have simply answered the question just like this Mike, we've got to coach better. We got to play better. We are looking at every single thing as we maneuver through this season, but our guys need to play better. You know what we need to do, Mike? Instead of looking at the coaching staff and the players, we got to stop turning the football over. We got to stop doing stupid stuff to hurt the team. That should be our focus. Look, we evaluate this team each and every week. We did that from week one to week four to week six to the week that we're heading into. So we constantly evaluate what we're doing. We wouldn't be doing our job if we weren't evaluating each and every facet of this team. But we've got to do a lot of things better. I like it it's it, it's the guy
2: coach better got to play better you, you figure he would have fit that you, in at some point he doesn't ever use
1: his catch words you use his favorite terms you don't answer the question and you also put everything on the table right so now what he's done is jack he can't fire todd downing this man went to bat for todd downing after his dui to not suspend him to not have anything change. Nothing skipped a beat after the DUI. Todd Downing received a DUI by our legal department in the state of Tennessee, okay? But nothing happened. That was his opportunity, but he didn't do that. Instead, he's doubled down and now tripled down. Doubling down on Todd Downing is just to have him coach and not, I mean, he didn't even say that, you know, anything happened to Todd Downing after the DUI. Right,
2: like yeah, but but I don't know that there's much of a precedent for suspending coaches for DUIs. Like I, I don't remember the last time a coach got suspended for getting a DUI. But that was his out. No, you're right. That was that was the perfect time. It was for, an irresponsible
1: move. Get rid of him. You're right. Based on anything, right? Whether let the legal system plays out or whatever. Look, I also think that there's a caveat of legal ramification. And let me just hear me out on this. Todd Downing could if he was suspended or fired for cause the Titans don't have to pay him because of the DUI but also where was he drinking presumably he was drinking on the team playing so Todd Downing could sue the Titans and you get into a much bigger legal matter so maybe Mike Vrabel was pushed into a corner he wasn't pushed into the corner last night like he didn't have a gun to his head saying you got to answer this question openly and honestly of what you truly think and say, you're not going to make a coaching change. He could have dodged the question like coaches do, but he didn't. I think that's my issue is Mike Vrabel literally said, we're not changing. We're we're not changing. Anytime somebody says we're not changing. I, that's a red flag to me because You cannot, change is the evolution of life, right? Whether you're coaching, whether it's in your job. Jack, you weren't doing shows with us four years ago when we started the company, right? You have to change, you have to evolve, you have to give guys opportunity. You've got to figure out where you are good and where you are not good. You have to analyze. And look, Jack, it's easy to analyze this Titans offense, which is led by the play calling of Todd Downing. It's atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And look, I think Joseph brings up a good
2: point. Titans haven't won since down and got that DUI after the Green Bay game. Three game losing streak. I mean, it, it's something to consider. It, I, I just, I, I don't understand really why why this has gone, gone on so long. It was something that could have been fixed early in the season. And I mean, after the September that the Titans had, you'd have figured that bye week was the perfect opportunity to cut bait. But the Titans got a little hot. They figured out a way to win a couple games, and Downing was essentially saved for the time being. And making it past that Week six mark was probably the last chance the Titans really had to make that change. It's too late in the season to do it now, apparently, even though it can't get any worse. I'll read those stats one more time. 29th in total offense, 29th in passing offense. They lead the league in three and outs. How many times have the Titans gone three and out? I mean, it's, it's infuriating. Sure, you got Ryan Stonehouse with a golden leg, but it doesn't help when 60 yards only gets to the you know to the opponent's 30-yard line. I mean, it's it's frustrating. Derrick Henry hasn't really gotten going of late. Mike Vrabel is dying on this hill and unfortunately, it's going to cost the Titans the season and it's probably going to cost the Titans the Super Bowl window, which if it didn't close last year, it certainly will after this season when a lot of changes are going to be made in terms of some of the cornerstones of the franchise like Taylor Lewan. Who knows what happens with Tannehill? Derrick Henry's getting older. It's it, It's all murky from here on out and unfortunately by sticking to his guns and not being open-minded like we talked about on the open uh, at the top of the show we talked about how Mike Leach was so great in college football because of how open-minded he was. Vrabel isn't that and you look around the league you've got Nick Sirianni, Sean McVay, Andy Reid all open to evolve and Vrabel for whatever reason and I know it's kind of like the Bill Belichick way who has gotten away with not really evolving over the past two decades. But, I mean, Bill... Well, you don't need
1: to when you have Tom Brady a lot.
2: The exception years. to the rule, right?
1: Yeah, I said this yesterday, Jack. I My analogy was the Titans need to do what Nick Saban in Alabama did when Lane Kiffin yes. became offensive coordinator. Instead, them, of, yes. instead of going... Yeah, you have to reinvent your offense, your franchise, your program, your football philosophy... The Crimson Tide did that and they won multiple national championships because of it afterwards and had multiple, you know, they had Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks and receivers and stuff like they didn't have that quarterback, that type of quarterback before that evolution. I'm going to read some comments. Shannon says Downing has replaced Logan Woodside as the cockroach. (laughs) I love that comment. He just won't die, Willie Shannon. Jason says, I think Amy has given Vrabel too much power. She's nervous he might leave if he doesn't get his way. Uh, Mikey says, ownership told us it's the players. That's why J-Rob was fired. Uh, Downing is blaming lack of talent. That's how he's keeping his job. And Randy says that Tannehill is on his last leg. So, uh, With two sprained ankles, he's literally
2: on his last leg.
1: I think we all know, and I said this, we know how the fan base feels. I mean... This These two Titans fans, who I, I don't know who they are, but they're, kudos. You get a little FaceTime here on A to Z Sports. <laughs> that, I think, is the, the state of affairs. So, Jack, we know what Mike Vrabel is not going to do. Let's talk about what Mike Vrabel can do, okay? So, this is the question I want to hear from the chat, and Jack, we're going to get into it. What can Mike Vrabel change to save the Titans season if he won't make coaching changes? All right, problem, we need to find the solution. Well, one solution, as you guys go in on the chat, one solution is to ride in a brand new Hyundai. That Hyundai can be sleek, it can be luxurious, it can be the Palisade. Full-size SUV, third-row seating, all the bells and whistles. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Payne Bone and his team will help you. He helped a A to Z sports listener earlier this week or this weekend. He had trouble with his Hyundai. I texted Payne. Payne was like, send him to my guy, Randy. I'm Basically, we exchanged, send him to Randy. Wilson County Hyundai, that's the trusted source. They've got the Sonata, the Elantra, the Santa Fe, and the Ionic. Your fleet of vehicles, your perfect make and model at wilsoncountyhyundai.com.
2: Trust is so important when buying a car. It's also important when deciding which sports book you want to bet through. That's where BetMGM comes in. Download BetMGM. Use promo code A to Z sports. That's A-T-O-Z sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. I mentioned the Titans are three-point dogs this Sunday. You got the Colts four-point underdogs going on the road to a hungry Vikings team coming off a loss. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's a good time to fade Jeff Saturday. Well, you get to decide what you want to do. It's a risk free bet up to $1,000, but you have to be a new user. So get off that old sports book you have. You've had bad luck. It's time for a change right before the playoffs roll around, right before bowl season rolls around. So download BetMGM, use promo code A to Z Sports for a risk free bet up to $1,000. All
1: right. Go to the comments section. What can Mike Vrabel change to save the Titans season if he won't make coaching changes? We heard that earlier in the show on Titans Radio and 104.5 The Zone on the Mike Vrabel Show. Steven says nothing. Titans Up says nothing. Shannon says give the play calling to Tim Kelly. You know, that's not a – I mean, I guess, would you consider that a coaching change? Certainly. I mean, it's a change on the coaching staff. So it doesn't count. Can't do it. Not accepted, Shannon. Vrabel's not going to do it. Uh, Daly at left tackle. Get rid of Dennis Daly. Uh try something else at left tackle. Anything else. Uh left tackle. Move Dennis <laughs> Daly. Left tackle. Uh, let's see. Uh takeover play call. Again, no coaching changes. Doesn't count. Uh let's see. Uh, find a way to get Daly off the field. <laughs> Nothing.
2: I saw one say start Malik Willis. And if Daly stays at left tackle, they may not have a choice, right? And uh, he won't make it through the season. Taking over play calling.
1: Eh, doesn't count. Uh, let's see.
2: <laughs> That's some funny. Dennis stuff.
1: Daly. Uh, pray. Just go to the good Lord above. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Hire Frank Wright as a consultant. No coaching changes. Sorry, Devin. Eh, doesn't work. Uh, unfixable. Uh, nothing. Oh man, this is good. I think we've stumped the chat. Uh, daily, going back to fear. daily. Vrabel could replace daily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new strength and conditioning coach. Uh, Devin. No nope. coaching changes. Doesn't work. No changes. Can't change. We're not. Changing. What the medical
2: staff? Does a medical uh, staff count as a coaching change?
1: Replaced it is daily. Uh, daily. I mean, left tackle. Left tackle. <laughs>
2: It's the most glaring weakness the Titans have on offense right now. So I'm not surprised to see the chat piling in on piling on Dennis Daly. Just
1: play it out. And I think I think that's what the Titans are going to do. Yeah. Uh and I think that is the answer. I mean, we have the chat's answer. It's it's left tackle Dennis Daly. That's the only thing that you can change if you're not going to change. The coaching staff. You don't have the players to change your offensive philosophy. You can't go five wide like they did with Ryan Fitzpatrick when he started taking over quarterback. Let's go way back into the memory bank. You remember that? That was the Kindle Wright thousand yard season. <laughs> yeah. That's how he got there. Is just because he was just five wide, you know. And I remember, um, you know, the coaching that co- Titans coaching staff asked Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, what makes you feel most comfortable? You're playing with house money. The Titans blow. What can we win us the most games? You got five wide. Let's throw it out there. Uh, drag routes. Uh, you know, that, that's... So I think it's playing it out and seeing... And Jack, they have proven... They've won seven games, so they can win games. Now, they can't win uh, games against good football teams, which is a problem because that's who you face in the playoffs. I think they play out, and this season they lean even more into their identity. And Jack, we know what their ceiling is. Their all-time ceiling is a divisional round appearance. It's winning one game at home against maybe a, a Baltimore Ravens team that, you know, is second place that is really a fifth seed because the Titans are going to be the fourth seed. And Lamar Jackson is still ailing.
2: Mm. Like
1: playing a backup quarterback. That I think that's your only hope to reach your all-time ceiling which is a divisional round appearance in Buffalo to get the brakes beat off of you. Uh, but I think you just lean into Derrick Henry running the football play action fake. And I think there's a little bit of prayer in there and there's health involved. Danico Autry and Traylon Burks and Christian Fulton coming back. I think does help this team. Certainly. Uh, and before we'll get to your answer, Jack, I'll fill up with some lunch, bo- lunch money. Look, now this is Jack's lunch money. We've got Sam's lunch money. This is we'll put this in the jackpot. Uh, the jackpot, yeah, nice. Works. All right. Okay. well. Pun intended, I guess. <laughs> if we build this up, the more shows you do, you build up this lunch money. We take you to lunch. Now, if, you know, oh, so uh, Vrabel can keep the run first offense, but change the formations. The formations uh, that the Titans use are predictable they do know coach versus professional coach. So Philip, I actually give you credit right there for your $5 lunch money, your jackpot money. That's a new answer that we've seen. Change up the formations. If you're not going to change the coaching staff and you're not going to change the personnel, change the playing style. So Philip, I like that. Jack, what would you change? If you're Mike Vrabel, if you're not going to change the coaching staff, well, Dennis Daly is
2: the obvious answer. And I figured that the chat would come in pretty strong, like they did on that. So I went, I, I, I kind of went a different route. And Jacob Westerman hit it on the head. More Chig. It's all about the Chiganometry, baby. If you follow me on Twitter, you know how much I love Chig. Uh, but listen, Chig is starting to be more featured in this offense. Perhaps it's because Traylon Burks is out and they don't have any other, you know, real weapon playmaker to get the ball to has caught 21 passes on the season, and 13 of those have come in his last three games. Chigakonkwo, good things happen when the ball finds Chig. 15.2 yards per reception. That's tied with Terry McLaurin, Devontae Adams, and Justin Jefferson. Big play guys who are dangerous after the catch, like Chig is. When the Titans' offense was humming, not only was Derrick Henry... You know, getting it going on the ground, a hundred, you know, millions of hundred yard games. But they were featuring the tight ends. And you brought in Austin Ho- Hooper, who's been pretty much a zero for the entire season. You draft Chicaconquo, and now that he's kind of got found his feet in this offense, you see what he's capable of doing. Scored a touchdown again. And I mean, the guy's athletic as they come, he's faster than any linebacker that's gonna match up on him. He's he's a, a true weapon. And Todd Downing, I'll give him a little credit because he has been getting him involved. But this needs to be regular. I'm not talking three catches a game. I'm talking get that man the ball at least five times a game. Let's see what he can do after the catch. He's a game changer. He's dynamic. He's everything the Titans are missing at wide receiver. However, he does play tight end, which kind of hurts the Titans on the outside. You still got to find that wide receiver, one wide receiver, two guy that they've been missing. Robert Woods, obviously not that guy, even though he had a good first half last week. Traylon Burks, you see flashes. Can't stay on the field just yet. You know, I think he's got a high ceiling. But Chigakonkwo is right here right now. He's the guy you got to lean on for this playoff push, for this division push that's kind of tightened as of late. So more chigonometry in the Titans' offense, and I think that they'll be okay getting into the playoffs, that is.
1: Getting Chiggy with it. I, mm-hmm. I, I think, Jack, look, this is – we bring things to the table. I like this. That was a good – it wasn't daily. It wasn't, you know, nothing – Chig, I like that answer. That's that's good content right there. And come i come
2: on. He, he's come on as of late. I mean, you saw you you saw why he was getting so much hype in training camp. It's now he's finally putting it together on the field. Titans fans are seeing that, so naturally they want more. When nobody else is making plays down the field, why not
1: Chig? I had a conversation, and I'll disclose this at a later date, but what my opinions are on how the Titans need to evolve over the next three to four years. I've got a long-term plan for the Titans. I don't know if they're going to do it. It's probably going to disrupt some Titans fans saying, whoa, that is a little erratic. But the Titans have nothing to lose, Jack, in the sense that they have got to put a contender on the field when they build that new stadium, because Derrick Henry won't be here to play in it.
2: Yeah, well I think just based on the the lifespan of running backs it's going to be tough especially for a guy who shoulders a workload like Derrick Henry
1: does. Derrick Henry's not going to be around for that stadium, guys. He's not. He's not going to play. Now, he may have his number hanging from it. He will eventually. But so you're going to have to change. And that includes Mike Vrabel. Um, all right. That was great. I, look, I thought it was very well done. We, we came up with some good content right there, Jack. I thought it was a good, tough question. You got to come up with some answers. We came up with some answers. Let's see if we can come up with some trivia answers. 16 out of 20. We do five questions now, four and one. That one has to do with art. So study up on your art. No Googling. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans for health, dental, and vision. I planned on them, and man, they have changed my plan in the best of ways. I save twenty percent every single month since I switched to Farm Bureau Health Plans. I get free teledoc conferences. Uh, jack are you on Farm farmer health plans i am I hey am. my man
2: i went down to uh franklin and met with vicky and she got me hooked up it was quick it was painless and it
1: was easy and it saves you money which is I'm, the most important part chat and say what you mean and mean what you say damn it you got two old miss guys straight <laughs> honest to talk well about mississippi state this morning because of obviously the unfortunate passing of of Mike Leach and you got two honest guys that both have the same health coverage and it's damn good coverage. This is it. It's farm bureau health plans, FPHP.com slash a T O Z switch today. All right. This is the last reminder of the show.
2: So make you guys get, make sure you guys get this done after it all ends, maybe on your lunch break at work, download vetmgm, use our promo code a T O Z sports. We're here to make you guys money in the gambling realm you'll get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. Bet it however you'd like. Right now, the NFL's pretty crazy. I mean, it, it's unpredictable. You, you see the Texans almost beating the Cowboys last week, the Titans getting steamrolled by the Jags, the Lions beating Minnesota on that stinky, stinky line. So download BetMGM, use code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet on pro football. Let's start
1: making money, people. All right, let's get to it. Real quick, some jackpot lunch money. Ryan says, I can't help but imagine that Downing's off-the-field issues are distracting him to a point that he's not coaching at his very best. Ryan brings something up that I don't think we've talked about. So, Rob Ryan putting some jackpot lunch money. We're going to split it up, Jack. Every time they donate to our YouTube fund, we'll split it. You and Sam, you got Sam lunch money, you got jackpot money. That's a jackpot comment right there. I don't think we truly maybe know the mental impact that that's had. Look, when things go awry, some people rise to the occasion under pressure and under unfortunate circumstances, and some people crumble. Some people don't do well with the pressure. Ryan brings up Downing's off-field issues, maybe distracting him. What do you think about that? Well,
2: you know, you you have that comment. You also have the other side of the coin. Downing was terrible before the DUI. Yeah. But, I, I, but he's I like, I mean. But it's gotten much worse, right? The Green Bay game was his masterpiece. All he had to do was get home safely, and that didn't happen. Who knows where the Titans could have gone from there. It's impossible not to think that the, the DUI and the off-the-field issues and the pressure and, you know, what he told those police officers that night about what's going on at home It isn't affecting him. It's human nature. That's got to be affecting him in some way. Now, is it an excuse for poor play calling and just really being terrible at your job of late, losing three straight games and the offense being the primary reason for it? No, it's also not Downing's fault that the Titans can't keep the football. They keep turning the ball over. But it all goes hand in hand. You know, it's a correlated game in the NFL. When the offense doesn't look coordinated, that falls on the offensive coordinator. So it just hasn't gone well lately, but you can't help but think that the off-the-field issues are probably, you know, at least somewhere in his mind as he goes to his job.
1: All right, let's get to sports trivia. I thought that was that was a good little comment that I wanted to, to get out of the way before we get to sports trivia. Question number one. How many people have captained their country to success in the World Cup more than once?
2: Hmm. I'm enjoying the World Cup I don't watch it religiously
1: I have I watched France England from start to finish and I also watched the end of Portugal Morocco, which I was highly entertained and I don't I, I don't love soccer in the sense of maybe that other soccer fans do but how many people have captained their country to success in the World Cup more than once? So I think this is Pele I was gonna say. I mean, there's one because that was Brazil. Because back to back champions, now they don't necessarily have to be back to back, but the guy for France is trying to do that this year. Mbappe, I can't, I don't know his name. Yeah. And, and, and he's been stellar.
2: Mm -hmm. Let's see what I I think you got to think about how many countries, and we don't, this goes far, far back. So you got to consider which countries you you can kind of skip out on the player. You just got to think of the countries that have won it, you you know, kind of consecutively in the past, or at least one out of three, because that, you know, it, for all intents and purposes, probably the same captain
1: ha- has led that those runs. So. so it's a minimum of, I think, one. Is there another? Do we, I mean, it's not five by any means, but it it's got to be like one or two. Multiple, multiple titles.
2: I think it may be higher than two. But we're gonna need help from
1: the chat. We're, chat, we're, how many people have captained their country to success in the World Cup more than once? What is success? Is success winning
2: the World Cup? That does leave yeah. it kind of okay. Well, Messi hasn't won the World Cup. Um, Ronaldo hasn't won the World Cup. Um, whew, I'm, I, Paulie D says he's going with three. You say you
1: say one or two. I agree with Jody. The chat is stoned. This is <laughs> the least amount of answers I've ever seen in the chat.
2: It's it's soccer. We live in Nashville. I know Nashville see rocks. The new stadiums kick ass, but this is the World Cup is a little bit different just because of how dated it is and how you know late to the party I think America in general was to soccer. Um, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get this guess out because I think the chat is 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 pretty confused here. We're seeing a lot of threes. Rock stars, Noah. Crazy pellet. Do you want to go with that? I, I think that three three works. Well, let's
1: try three. You want to lock it in? That's you say final A to Z to lock in. Final this A to Z, door.
2: let's lock the sucker in.
1: The correct answer. Oh wow. Zero.
2: Oh, trick questions.
1: No one has ever done this. Diego Maradona who won once, came runner-up once.
2: Man, the World
1: Cup is a tough
2: title to win. Zero is surprising, though.
1: Dang, oh for 1.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we go to ping pong. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what year did table tennis become an Olympic sport? 1924, 1948? 2000 or 1988? What year did table tennis become an Olympic sport? 1924,
2: 1948, 2000, or 1988? Is it that old? 1948?
1: Lou Man thinks 1948. Orlando, I'm seeing 1948. Mr. Jones says 88. So does Crazy Pellet. See, Um, my gut was, it's not... That far back, like the 1950s. I actually think it's 88 because it's not 2000. I think that's a little too early. I think it's between 88 and 48. I just think 48, I don't know if they would put the world. Had, the,
2: yeah. The world hadn't caught on to table tennis at that point. 88 seems like the right answer here. um I'll go through the chat really quickly here. Uh, Chuck says 48. Danny says 48. Noah agrees with us. 48's too early. 1948, because Forrest Gump played in
1: it. Yeah, but, but the, and that was during Vietnam, and that was not 1948. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is 88. I think that I, I'm, I mean, I'm confident that it's 88. Yeah. And, not, and I don't see, know.
2: We're seeing a lot of 88s, rock stars since 2000. Um, these are some tough questions. Whoever said that I get the tough questions every time is right. Um, I think that 88 makes the most sense here.
1: You want to lock it in?
2: Let's go final A to Z, 1988.
1: Table tennis was admitted as a full medal sport in the Olympics in 1988.
2: Let's go. Good job, Chat. Good job,
1: Zach. All right, one and one. Let's we go. We like it. Who was known as the human highlight film? Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Julius Irving, or Allen Iverson? Who was known as the human highlight film? Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Julius Irving. Or Alan Iverson. Isn't that Neek? Big Dominique it's, Wilkins? Yeah, it's I mean, it's gotta be Dominique, right? It's mm-hmm. not Alan Iverson, it's not Michael Jordan.
2: Yeah. It's Dr. Dominique J.
1: Wilson. It's gotta be Dominique.
2: It, right? It's big Neek. Yep, you're exactly right. Chat's all over it, too. Um, Jordan from Jody's the only one that I think I see that's not Dominique Wilson. Let's go final A to Z, Dominique Wilkins. I think we got this one.
1: Dominique Wilkins was one of the greatest dunkers of all time, also known as the human highlight film.
2: That was pretty easy. I I like that. See, now that we're getting back to one of the main food groups in sports, the NBA, instead of table tennis and World Cup history.
1: Well, we're going back to table tennis. Oh,
2: of course we are. Why not?
1: Let's see here. That's too hard. I I mean, this is a very (laughs) hard question. Uh, on the serve, how high must the ball be thrown from the flat of the hand? On the serve, how high must the ball be thrown from the flat of the hand? Two inches, 10 inches, six inches, or it doesn't matter. Two inches, 10 inches, six inches, or it doesn't matter. That's what she said. On the serve, how high must the ball be thrown from the flat of the hand? Two inches, ten inches, six inches, or it doesn't matter.
2: I feel like it has to matter, but I don't want to get tricked on a trick question for the second time, so I'm kind of scared of that answer. Yeah, I, you so, got to throw it up. Uh, two
1: inches, maybe just a bare minimum. Two inches. You know, you see these guys like this. You know that. Uh huh. Not 10. Let's eliminate 10. It's not 10 inches. Six seems uh, like hard to judge. Like how, what? But you then there's, there's a ceiling. No. So it's no higher. Oh, so okay. I actually don't think it's two. I think six or it doesn't matter. It makes the most sense. So it's, it's, it's okay. I
2: misunderstood the question. How high can you throw it? What's right. The limit.
1: I think six inches because they don't want you throwing it up and then tricking them. I actually think it's 6 inches or it doesn't matter. I I that, it's one of the two. This is this is tricky. How would you enforce that rule? Well, it's a fault, right? I mean that's why they but, you have sure, but like how can you uh,
2: how can you tell the difference between 9 inches and 10 inches?
1: I think there's leeway. So I I see I was I don't I will say this, it's not it doesn't matter. Jeff. Yeah. Because so you've never seen anybody in the history kind of, of ping pong one. throw it up a mile and then try to trick somebody to hit it, right? Somebody would have tried to do that. From I think it's six inches. All right. Six I've inches. talked myself into six inches. I know. You're, you're pretty set on this. Lou Man says go six. It's logical. Look, here's my justification, guys. Okay? It's not two inches. That's too hard to enforce. That's too low. It's not 10 inches. That's way too high. And it's not – it doesn't matter – because you have never seen in professional table tennis a guy throw the ball up so high to try to trick a guy that would be illegal. So we haven't seen that. Ten
2: inches isn't all that high, though. Oh, okay. I, I know that you're. On You've six. never seen ten inches. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't really watch table tennis. <laughs> but I think you're stuck on six, and you're pretty. You're pretty convinced. I. I know that you'd be upset if. We guessed something else and it was six. So let's go final A to Z, six inches. All
1: right. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Suck it. Suck it. The ball must be placed on the flat of the hand to avoid any spin that the fingers may put on it, therefore giving the server an unfair advantage. And the ball must be thrown at least or by a minimum of six inches six inches.
2: Bang. Good job. That's logic, my friend. Good job. That's big time. That's huge because we've to go two for three with the questions we've been asked is is a gift.
1: You like that.
2: (laughs) Yes, let's go. Two for three. Let's go. Let's keep building.
1: Uh, two for so we've got uh, two more questions, correct? Right. All right.
2: Let's see here. The chat is on
1: fire with that question. Who was in second place with Dunks in the 2001-2002 NBA season? Alonzo Mourning, Paul Gasol, Shaquille O'Neal, or Kenyon Martin? Who was in second place with Dunks in the 2001-2002 NBA season? Alonzo Mourning, Paul Gasol, Shaq, or Kenyon Martin? I think it's either got to be Shaq or Kenyon Martin.
2: Kenyon Martin's the one that doesn't fit here really. I mean the other guys are big guys. I disagree. Shaq, oh
1: yeah, so that's why I think Kenyon Martin makes sense.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. You kind of find the one that stinks and that one's usually the one that's right. Shaq probably led the NBA. So I, I you know, I mean, who else would have led it if not for Shaq? I think Kenyon Martin's the right answer. He sticks out. The other the other answer, the other options are Paul Gasol and who? Alonzo Mourning. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that Alonzo Mourning was out there enough to finish second in the NBA in dunks.
1: I think Kenyon Martin. Again, we're going Kenyon with logic on
2: this. Kenyon Martin was a star. His son actually committed to Vanderbilt before uh, I think declaring for the draft slash going to the G League. So I think Kenyon Martin makes sense here. It's the one that <laughs> There's your bandy comment <laughs> hey, I got it all up here, baby. Let's do Kenyon Martin. The chats. The chats all over it too. Sean agrees. Jay Bryant k says oh, Danny. No.
1: Oh, no. You're Eric
2: Martin, in. Devin Mills Martin, Myro Martin, Stacy, Martin. you locking it in? A to Z. Final A to Z. Kenyon Martin.
1: It's not. It's wrong. Oh, my gosh. Memphis Grizzlies. pal. Rookie season. Really? That is surprising to That's me. a backdoor trick. Yeah. Paul, Gasol for, Paul Gasol for the – where they had the black jerseys with Memphis and Teal right there. Those were all – Paul Gasol's rookie year.
2: That is surprising because, look, like Jeff says, Gasol could barely jump. Well, in his rookie season, he got up okay. But that is surprising to me. God. Kenyon Martin did not belong in that question, though. That was not a viable option.
1: Two, two and two. We get. We have to get this right. We have to get this final question right. Uh, this is a non-sports question. It has to do with art. We will get to that question, but first, I want to tell the fine folks about Bone & Joint Institute. Don't fumble in your recovery. Go to the Bone & Joint Institute. State-of-the-art facility down there in Franklin. I've had my labrum repaired by Dr. Thomas. Specialists right down there at the Bone & Joint Institute They've got the state of the art facility in Franklin. They've got satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee. And man, they are trusted. So if you've injured yourself, it happens, right? I mean, whether you're playing pickup basketball or you're, you know, you turn an ankle going down the stairs, you never know. You need to seek some medical uh, advice and attention. Bone and Joint Institute is where you need to go. That's right there, down there in Franklin, and satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee.
2: Bet MGM. They're also all across Middle Tennessee. Download Bet MGM. New users plug in the promo code that you see on your screen right now. A to Z sports. A-T-O-Z sports. For a risk-free bet up to $1,000. You lose it, no sweat. You win it, that's extra money in your account that you can bet with. And now's the time to get in the game. The NFL playoffs are right around the corner. College football bowl season is coming up along with the playoffs. You've got college basketball, the NBA, the NHL all in full swing. Get in now if you're not already in. And if you are already in on a different sports book, it's time to make the switch. Download BetMGM and use promo code A to Z Sports for that risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football.
1: Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years or older only in Tennessee. Uh, new customer offer, all promotions are subject to qualifications, to eligibility requirements, rewards issued as is non withdrawable free bet, Insight credit. Free bets expire seven days from insurance. For problem gameless support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. All right, Jack, final question to close this out. What is the term for reproducing a texture by laying paper over it and rubbing it with a pencil or crayon? What is the term for reproducing a texture by laying paper over it and rubbing, rubbing it with a pencil or crayon? Is it intaglio, frottage, gouache, or impasto? Oh,
2: man. Oh, man. I was really hoping for an answer that I knew.
1: What is the term for reproducing a texture by laying paper over it and rubbing it with a pencil or crayon? Intaglio, frottage, this has obviously got to be French. I mean, <laughs> gauche or impasto. Oh, gosh. <sighs> we got any like French majors or We're art is majors. anybody from Europe?
2: I took I took a seventh grade class, a seventh grade art class, and I thought for sure I have I had it banked up here, but we certainly didn't learn those terms. Frotage, impasto, impasto makes me think it could work because. I don't know. You're kind of making, no, I, for me to explain that would confuse a lot of people. So I'm going to stop myself there. Is this,
1: is this chance in saying, oh God, this is imposto, like impossible. this is impossible. Or is he saying, oh God, I know this. It's imposto.
2: <laughs> okay, here we go. We're, we were getting some answers from the chat and a couple of people are pretty, are, are pretty all over this. Brian says, Frotosh. Chuck says, Frotosh. Justin says, Gautier. Um, Got to be Frotage says Orlando. The one that started with a G, um, so that would be Gauche. Uh, But Devin Mills in all caps. All caps is really convincing to me. If you want to get my attention, if you want to convince me, no, all don't. caps. Well, right.
1: I, well, I will not read it. I am anti all caps. Don't do it. Take your caps off. We, I mean, and Big Ten Jeff says, I remember this correctly from school. Mm-hmm. Devin also said that from his art teacher. Do we want to go with Frotage?
2: You want to lock that in? I, I want to, let's go final A to Z, Frotage. It's on you, chat. Jeff Rubel.
1: A method of reproducing a texture or relief design by laying paper over it and rubbing it with some sort of drawing utensil. This technique was developed by Max Ernst in 1925, inspired by an ancient wooden floor The patterns and graining, which suggest strange images to him, he captured these by laying sheets of paper on the floor and then rubbing over them with a soft pencil known as... Frotage.
2: All right. Good work, Chad. Those art classes, they really paid off. And Sean Gill came in a little too late, but this would have sealed the deal. Took several advanced art classes. Frotage... Good work, Chad. I had no idea. I I had no idea of that one. I hadn't heard of any of those four words in my entire life. So absolutely needed y'all's help, and y'all bailed us out in a time of need. Three for five today, but considering the difficulty, I feel like that's a a slight success.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to have some five for fivers if we're going to. So now we are officially, let's see here. We are 19 of 25. Okay, so that is our percentage giving us a 76% hit rate. We're four behind our pace. Good job in the chat. Good job, Jack. We appreciate you filling in this morning on A to Z Sports. I thought it was a great show. We appreciate everybody in the chat that uh, were, were involved, that had comments, that helped us in trivia. And we will see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Don't forget, you got prime time tonight. We've got great coverage on our YouTube and our Twitter. So hit us up there, hit us up on YouTube, Uh, subscribe there as we are over 10K strong and continuing to climb. But we'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Adios. Tighten up podcast, midnight.